Hello, hello, Trash Crusader. Another episode of what? What? Cayman, what are you what doing? What the fuck, dude? No, Cayman, what? What are we doing? This, this is Save Trash Cinema, bro. This is no, no, no. This is a Spotlight Games episode. What are you talking? No, what, are you, bro, what? No, Cayman. It's it's Wednesday. Yeah. And like, what? wait a second. Let me let Hold me look on. at the calendar. Oh, okay. you know what? Came in. I think we maybe got our wires crossed because this this is, is a, a crossover, crossover episode. episode, baby. Let's go, let's go. Came in. What a what a joyous occasion! What this a is. fucking great time, man! What a time oh, to be alive. We got some spotlight games. We got some trash cinema. We're saving the spotlight, if you know what I'm saying. Oh boy! Why don't we jump We're in saving with some the spotlight? Let's jump into some housekeeping. Before we jump into the actual crossover episode, a little quick housekeeping. We love it if you rated and reviewed the podcast on the podcast app of your choice. Don't forget, if you have a movie you want us to review or you'd like to be a guest host, you can reach us at SaveTrashCinema at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter at SaveTrashCinema or on Instagram at SaveTrashCinema as well. Or you can get all of your video game news from Spotlight Games by subscribing to our YouTube channel or by subscribing in the favorite podcast app of your choice. And hey, while you're there, we'd love it if you rated and reviewed the podcast on that app of your choice. And don't forget, you can be on the show by emailing us your thoughts and questions to mail at spotlightgames.net, or you can DM us on Twitter at SpotGamesPod or on Instagram at Spotlight Games Podcast. Hell yeah. And you know what we're doing today? We're doing a little review of Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. So, I mean, you know, we're here. We had to. We, had, we to. had to. We absolutely had to. And you know what? Because we're here and because we're reviewing it, why don't we jump into a little overview of Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Resident Evil. So Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, which I swear to God, if I have to say that name again <laughs> for the rest of this episode, I am done, is a 2021 horror action film written and directed by Johannes Roberts. Johannes Roberts, best known for directing the Mandy Moore-led film 49 Meters Down, as well as the sequel to the cult classic horror film The Strangers, The Strangers Pray at Night. It's the 10th film to be spun out of the long decades spanning Resident Evil video game series. However, there is also a Netflix animated TV series, but um, it's total dog shit. So we can just pretend that doesn't even exist. Now, the film itself is led by Kaya Scodelario. Uh, you might have seen her in Crawl or Maze Runner. Also, Robbie Amell from the Flash TV series and the Amazon original Upload. Hannah John Kamen, wink, wink. From Ant-Man and the Wasp, also Tom Hopper from Umbrella Academy, and some guy named Avon Jogia, uh, and he's from some shit that no one cares about. The film also includes a couple veteran actors with Donal Logue, as well as Neil McDonough. 
The story of the film goes as such. Once the booming home of pharmaceutical giant Umbrella Corporation, Raccoon City is now a dying Midwestern town. The company's exodus left the city a wasteland with great evil brewing below the surface. When that evil is unleashed, the townspeople are forever changed and a small group of survivors must work together to uncover the truth behind Umbrella and make it through the night. The film is currently unable to be streamed for free through any streaming service. However, you can rent it from most outlets that allow that, or you can purchase a physical copy of the film from Amazon for roughly $20, which is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> As for runtime, the film comes in at a piping hot hour and 47 minutes. And at the time of this recording, it is rocking a depressingly low 31%. Gotta love to God, I'd love to see it. It's worth noting that out of the 10 films and the four animated films, or excuse me, out of the 10 films, the four animated films are rated highest with an aggregate score of 53% on Rotten Tomato, while the live action movies, however, have acquired a lesser fate with a Rotten Tomatoes aggregate score of only 27%, with none having ever been above a 35. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like we've said it time and time and time and time and time again video game movie adaptations are dog shit usually <laughs> yeah usually with sonic probably being the only one that uh, wasn't um but you know with that overview out of the way why don't we get the show on the road patrick resident evil welcome to raccoon city everyone so I here's the thing. I didn't think this was a bad movie. No, not at all. I totally agree. Like, well, a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes, like that's a little. It's bad. not good, but I feel like no. it's a little low. Like that's a it's little. A little low. It's a I little think low. that's a little low. Like some initial thoughts, some high level overview thoughts. Yeah. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. I really liked the choice, even though it ultimately didn't quite succeed for me. I really liked the choice of combining multiple games essentially sure. this is because in in the video game lore the first resident evil and the second resident evil and w at least one of the other spinoffs happens at the same time like they're happening yeah. simultaneously with each other mm -hmm. essentially when the outbreak happens in raccoon city and so this game basically trunk or this movie excuse me basically truncates resident evil one resident evil two a little bit of umbrella chronicles a little bit of maybe something else into one hour and 45 seven or in 47 minutes and while I liked the choice, I just, I felt like it ended up, they ended up suffering because of it. I felt sure. like, um, I loved, there were a ton of nods. There were yeah. a ton of like frame by frame. Like this is just straight out of the game that I really loved. Yeah. But ultimately it only being an hour and 47 minutes telling the story of two, eight to 12 hour video games, I ended up kind of just not caring about anybody. Like I didn't have enough sure. time to learn about leon and jill and the redfields mm -hmm. and wesker and like i have that knowledge from the games but the, the the story that the movie was telling me ultimately it just i felt like it was we got to get to point a and then to point b and then to point c and then to point d and then to point e and now the movie's over there wasn't yeah. a lot of time in between but what, what were your initial thoughts came yeah i mean when the movie started off i immediately was like okay wow they're taking some liberties with some very weird things um for instance like and this is no spoiler or anything 
but at the very beginning of the film, uh, you know, if you're a fan of Resident Evil 2, the video game, it starts off with a truck driver, 18 wheeler, a roadie truck driver, and he's eating a cheeseburger. He's driving down the road. Person steps out of the road in front of his truck. He smashes into it, slams on the brakes. He gets out. He goes over to the body. She bites him. He gets and then it cuts later and he wrecks his thing. And that's what essentially sets off Resident Evil 2's story. But in the movie, they decide to do that exact scene almost shot for shot, including the cheese, the gross ass cheese. Bread. Yeah, yeah. But they put Claire into the trailer. Like they put yeah. her into the truck with the guy. And I was like, completely unnecessary. Yeah. Completely not needed. And, you know, there's moments like that where it's like the liberties that they took didn't really make sense and they didn't pay off in a way that should move the movie forward in a positive yeah, way. I agree. And, and, you know, and so I'm sitting here thinking we're, we're into the movie. We're 10 minutes in at this point And I'm like, okay, you guys could have easily just done resident evil one and resident evil two as two distinct films, probably both, you know, around an hour, 30 minutes, no longer just, I mean, the, the, all the subject matters there for you to be able to accomplish these movies. So my question that I had was like, are you doing this because you don't think you can sell anyone on doing a part two? Because mm. most people, a lot of times will gravitate towards Resident Evil 2. Um, the last time that we had a port of the original Resident Evil, I want to say they did like an on-rail shooter for the Wii. was like mm, the last yeah, traditional so. port of the game. It's not even really even a traditional board. It's on rails, so it's right. like a different game, but it follows the same story. And so my thing is, like, I'm curious if the reason they didn't do that was because they didn't think they would have enough push from the release of the film because people might not be as familiar with the original Resident Evil unless you're, like, a, a fan of older video games. Sure. Because you really can't play it outside of, like, it getting ported over or if you're going to plug in your PS1 or GameCube. Um, and so that kind of got me, but like, yeah. ultimately the first half of the movie, I really enjoyed, Yeah. um, the set pieces, I think for uh, me, were like the biggest thing, like it yeah. felt almost like a stage play. Sure. Um, these set pieces were, I mean, all like faithful recreations. And I actually mm -hmm. did a little research before we started recording and come to find out, apparently Capcom gave the team behind the film they gave them access to like full blueprints of what the like what the uh mansion the spencer mansion looks like and like the blueprints of it and the design pieces and as well as the uh raccoon city police department um and so they were that's kind of how they were that's able cool. to build these really elaborate sets and part of me also thinks that majority of the budget went just into that because the cgi is absolutely fucking ass it's not good it's not good boo yeah um there you know there's a moment where i'm like watching it and it was like right at the beginning of the film and you have like so like what we'd mentioned the way that they kind of set it this whole thing up is that instead of the body biting the trucker because claire's in the truck with him what they end up doing is, is they have the guy's dog his doberman pincher which I thought was a nice callback to the first yeah. game. Um, so they have his dog licking up blood from where this body was. Cause when they get out of the car to go find the lady who's walked out from the, the truck, she's missing. 
So the dog looks up the blood, then turns into like the zombie dog that you would see in RE1. Yeah. And the CGI just to do this dog in that scene was so egregiously bad. Yeah. Like I could not stop laughing. Yeah. It it had this like it's almost as if they filmed a dog in front of a green screen, but like shadows of the green screen made it into the final cut because it was like there was this weird like green outline of this dog kind of. And it was just like, yeah, it it, it was one of those things where like, OK, if from a production standpoint, mm-hmm. if you're looking at this, these move this movie that you're making and you're rewriting something for it to work in your film and then the execution just can't be done well. Like why are like, why, why is that the rewrite? You know what I mean? Like to your point, like why change it to where it's the dog? If you're not going to be able to make the dog look good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because you, you did other zombies and like the zombies didn't look great, but like the no. zombies looked better than the fucking dog did because they were at least yeah. wearing practical makeup. So yeah, I don't, yeah, there were just some weird things like that. There were also some choices. There's, um, an, an added character or at least a character was changed a bit. I, this, mm-hmm. you know what? I should have looked this up. The, the actor, it, it, is it Donald Logue or whatever you see? Yeah. Okay. The so Donald, chief, Donald, yeah. Yeah, the police chief, there's this scene where he like leaves Leon to his own devices and goes and like tries to escape the city. And we see there's like this short scene where like he is in this, like he's trying to get out of the city and he's like caught in this alleyway with his car. And like, the army is there and they're like shooting people. And then he just like kind of comes back to the station. And like, there were just little things like that where it's like, what? I don't understand what story you're trying to tell here, why you're adding this stuff when it's not adding to the overall story. Like it's not clarifying anything. It's not like, I guess what they were trying to say was like, Oh, this city is, you know, losing it. But it's like, yeah, well, we know that like, you like we don't need i don't know there were just like little things like that that just didn't work for me and yeah also like with leon one of my favorite Ooh. characters what a from, terrible representation and like, of them i know and like at first i was like oh they got like a totally different type of of actor for this which Fine i'm like awesome love it really cool but then to make him they, they totally changed the character of leon to where he's this like bumbling idiot who yeah can't like and like in the game he is the new guy like he's the new guy but i don't however however yeah go ahead yeah they set him up by like they set it up in the beginning they introduce like his coffee shop so gone is the gas station where leon meets claire for the first time so they end up in this coffee shop and there is like the alpha team one that is from resident evil one and then leon's there and they don't know leon and they're kind of fucking with him a little bit. And a couple other cops come in like, oh, hey, look, it's Leon S. Kennedy, the new guy, the one who shot his partner in the ass. And they're like, ha, 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 you're a piece of shit and dumb as fuck, you stupid idiot. And then yeah. leave. And then the rest of the movie, guess what? He's dumb as fuck and yeah. useless as, as all shit. Like, it's awful. It, it's it, so it weird. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Because like. If you're telling the story of the games, and like there is this one moment toward the end of the film that I, I, we we can save for the spoiler filled discussion, where like Leon has this moment, but I, like it was just so unearned to me because the entire movie he's just been a total idiot. He and like everyone is treating him like this idiot, and he is acting like the idiot. Like they're treating him this way because he is this way. But I feel yeah. like something that's really cool about him in the game is that 
you know, he's our way in. He's the audience's way in. Like, yeah, we don't know what it's like to be a cop. We don't know what it's like to be in this city uh, being taken over by zombies. We're like Leon. But throughout the game, we under, like we learn tricks. We upgrade our shit. We upgrade our gear. Like, we, we get better. And they just didn't do that with Leon. They just made him... It's like they only played the first 10 minutes of the game and built their entire character around him, which like that kind of leads into another issue I had with it, where a lot of the fun with resident evil games, especially when you're like with resident evil two, as an example, you play through the whole game as Leon. And then if you want, you can play through it again as Claire from her perspective. Mm -hmm. Some of the game is the same, but a lot of it is very different. And there are times when like tertiary and secondary characters will kind of come in. It's like, Oh, cool. Like that. I see now like where kind of all these pieces line up. Yeah. These dots are being connected. And in this movie, it's, it's as if they didn't care at all about the dots. They only cared about the sets and the enemies and the characters themselves. And like trying to kind of create like a, a good recreation of them in quotes. But I think the missing piece was you didn't let them like have those kind of interactions with each other that like kind of get you to grow to, to care about the characters. Hundred percent. It was very much just like, all right, here's a zombie and you guys are going to fight the zombie. And now let's do the next scene. There was never this like connective tissue. There was never this like characters talking to each other and like learning about each other very much. Like it just, I don't know. It felt very much like, they tried to recreate a video game, but without any of the actual like narrative thread. No, I, I there literally cannot disagree with a single thing you've said. Yeah. The story it almost, it's weird. It's like the story hinges upon that. That hinges upon the fact that you, everyone needs to know everyone from the very beginning of the, the movie. And if we can't accomplish this, then there's no way for us to be able to tell us a sync story. And honestly, and I think what what upsets me about that process and that that thinking is that it assumes that the audience is too dumb to start connecting mm, dots themselves. Sure. And then the movie starts to insult our intelligence, which now I feel like is incredibly necessary for us to dig into some spoilers. But before we do the spoilers, I want to go ahead and do just a brief kind of run. Patrick... For the people who maybe want to see this movie, what would you tell them? Is it worth seeing? If you've played the games, yes. Because, and this is my last like spoiler-free thought, I think, as we've been talking about it and I'm thinking about it, I think the issue is they made this movie for the video game fans. They didn't make yeah. this movie for people who don't know Resident Evil. And I think that's its biggest flaw. Because I can care about Claire. I can care about Chris because sure. I know a bunch about them. But I wouldn't suggest Rose watch this movie because she's never played the games. So she's going to not give a fuck about these characters. Yeah. So I think I would say if you've played the games, consider watching this movie. I wouldn't pay more than like five bucks for it. If you've not played the games, I don't think you'll enjoy this movie unless you like lowercase t trash films. Like if, if you just like shitty like action horror movies, then you might like it. But what about you? So I think you're absolutely correct. This movie was made for fans of Resident Evil, probably fans more so the games than the actual movie series. But if you have spent seven movies worth of watching sure. Mila jo or six movies of Mila Jovovich 
you know, just hacking up zombies to com- a completely batshit story that makes no fucking sense, you probably still will enjoy this. But that yeah. brings me to the second audience I think this is for. And that's for people who just like weird horror films. Because yeah. guess what? This is a pretty much just a really weird horror film. And I think there's an audience for people who kind of like that. And I'm one of those people. And so you'll find some enjoyment out of this movie to some degree. There are a lot of problems, which we'll discuss in a second. But I do think if you're if you enjoy the video games or you enjoyed the Resident Evil film series from before, you're probably going to find some enjoyment from this. At least the Easter eggs and the callbacks are going to bring you in. And if you're the other group that just likes horror movies and wants, you know, an action horror film, then, you know, it's serviceable and, you know, have some friends over, drink a couple beers. You're going to have a good, I think you'll enjoy it enough. You might not have a fantastic time, but you, you'll have some stuff to laugh about. But with those thoughts out of the way, Patrick, I think it's time if you're ready Yo, to I'm jump ready. into some spoilers. So, what the fuck is this fucking fucking movie? <laughs> Here's what I'll I'll start with some positivity because I feel like it's funny. I feel like we're kind of totally railing this movie, and it's not that bad. But there's just there's a lot to nitpick, especially like we both really love Resident Evil games. Yeah, Resident Evil Four was like the beginning of our beautiful love relationship, like playing that together in high school. So yeah. like we care, like we're we're invested. I really loved how many like we, we kind of briefly mentioned uh, mm-hmm. in the first half, like some of the nods. I wrote down the ones that jumped out to me. OK, the orphanage sign, like total recreation. Hundred thought that was really cool. The trucker eating the burger that you mentioned. That's at the beginning. So that, that's not necessarily spoilery. The first zombie when they're actually in the mansion, like when he kind of like turns his head like that was the moment in the original game. Oh, my God. When that happened, loved it. like my heart like skipped a beat i was like this is what i was looking for yeah the jill sandwich thing too i mean Mm -hmm. oh yeah terribly done but also great and um this was uh kind of like a littler thing i I don't remember honestly because it's been so long since the first one if it was an actual recreation or if it was just like a nod that part when when wesker plays the piano a little bit and like the thing that is the theme song so i I couldn't remember if that was a, a i assumed it was but i couldn't remember and like also the end of the movie like the end game screen like that that like yeah the, that was great with the green type over it like did love you, those those touches did you catch when uh jill valentine she's talking to wesker and she's like they're playing like the the game where it's like choose one of like two shitty scenarios and she's like would you rather die by eat, being eaten by a giant serpent or by oh, a great, yeah. like shark, and that's literally from the first game. That's two different yeah. scenarios. Like, one's yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and then uh, then you have like the ending scene where they okay. So we're very much in spoilers at this point, oh, yeah. guys. We're gonna ruin this everything, spoiling movie. everything. So the end of the movie, they all pack into a train to escape the mansion. Somehow they've all got to the mansion. It's really not explained how 
Claire and Leon get to the mansion, they just do. They just do. Do. And so they all have to pack into a train. At this point, obviously, Wesker is quote-unquote dead. And obviously, everyone else, which one of the characters they completely omitted from it was Bert. Mm, he or yeah, yeah, just completely that he was changed. His character's name is like Vickers or some shit and completely left out. He's not there. Not in the movie. If you're expecting that, not there. Also, Claire doesn't have a fucking ponytail. And <laughs> I take major umbrage with that. It's neither here nor there. So they all get into this train, which is very reminiscent of kind of like the ending of Resident Evil, like part of Resident Evil 3. They kind of just like stole yeah. the whole train aspect from that and pulled it into this movie to be the big conclusion. And so obviously they're fighting. You have Dr. Birkin, who has now, you know, turned into this massive hulking beast, which he does in the game. So they have this very interesting design choice for him when he's in his like first state. And then his second transition is one of the silliest things I've ever so seen. So silly. Like Resident Evil games, they always, when they do that, yeah, you're right. Like there's the the first version of the boss where it's like, he's like 70% human and maybe he, there's like a thing yeah. coming out of his back or whatever. And then the second time you see him, he's just like complete, he's like 99% monster. And like usually like they had his face on it, which I, I appreciated. But and it always looks silly, but like it all also, I think it works because it's in a video game, maybe. Yeah, it does not yeah, work. Seeing well, what also, they did, it didn't work here. Also, all. the the C, okay, just to tell you how bad the CGI is, the CGI is worse than what Resident Evil 2's actual gameplay looks like. And that game came out, what, three years ago? Sure. Yeah, you're right. The that remake came out three years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's pretty fucking bad. bad. And this yeah. monster design, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you how stupid it is. It's got these like big honking teeth and like big red eyes. And it looks like they're just like the director was like, got his kid. It's like, hey, so I'm really struggling right now with like designing a monster. So do you mind helping me out? Just just draw something fun. Yeah. Give me exactly. something fun. And then this like three-year-old kid just drew up this dumbass looking shit. And we're like, and Johannes is like, you know what? Sold. And like the I think the actually the issue that that the bigger issue I had with it wasn't what it looked like, but in the rules of this world, like this guy is, I mean, he's a fucking huge monster. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, actually, let me take it back a second. In his first form, he's like mostly still human, but he's fucking monster still. Like he's. But he looks like his his video game counterpart in the first. For sure. For sure. This one what I'm does getting not at, at all. You're right. What I'm getting at is the amount of effort it took to defeat him. Like you and I could have done it. Do you want to explain movie. to the but, audience how Leon defeats him? Well, like, so in the second one, yeah, I kind of briefly alluded to this in the, the spoiler free version. He just fucking finds a rocket launcher and just hits him with a <laughs> rocket launcher, which is like, but he not only does he hit him with a rocket launcher, Leon's maybe 10 feet away. Claire they're in a train car. <laughs> they're in a train car. Claire, Jill and um, and Chris, Chris Redfield. They're they're not even five feet from it. And yeah. Leon just steps out and it's like, this is supposed to be his badass moment. Where he's so like, unearned. I'm going to loser the entire movie. And everyone thinks I'm an idiot. I'm going to save the day. And he just recklessly fires a fucking rocket. 
and no one gets hurt this except thing. the bad guy, and no one gets hurt. Yeah, but no it's just like hurt. I don't know. It, it it just it it there were no stakes for me. Like there, I didn't feel like anyone was ever in danger because everything was just. It seemed so easy to kill. Like this guy, he's a mutant fucking zombie morph in his first form, and he is just like so easily dispatched or uh, uh, gotten rid of. And then, so then the second time when he's a massive hulking monster, I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be, they're, they're going to have no trouble with this. And it's like, yeah. it just, I felt like there was no, there were no stakes because of the way that like how they set this character up. Well, um, speaking of no stakes, I feel like it's a disservice not to tell the audience about that sweet, sweet, sweet stinger at the end of the film. <sighs> so the movie concludes, they ride off. We have, a big explosion when when Umbrella nukes Raccoon City. We see a uh, cow get tossed up in the air Stop. and then just launched into Stop. the abyss. But then the movie ends. We get a few. We, we get the names. You get to see the actors and all this shit. And then it cuts. Wesker. He's undoing his body bag he's in. And he's, oh, God, what was going on? I can't. And this, you know. He's crawling across the floor and he's like freaking out. And then this unnamed person walks out and she starts talking to him. He's like, I can't see my eyes. Something's wrong with my eyes. And she's like, yeah, it's part of the procedure to bring you back from the dead and throws him a pair of sunglasses and he puts them on. And then it's like, he's now Wesker. Cause like, you know, <sighs> Wesker's whole shtick is he wears the sunglasses and then it cuts. Right. And he's like, what's your, I never got your name. And she's like, Ada, Ada Wong. And then like the movie ends, honestly, worst part of the entire fucking movie. Worst part of the entire fucking movie. And there's a lot she, bad. This there's terrible. a lot bad. She like, no disrespect to this actress. She might be the worst line reading I've ever heard in my life. Like it oh. was boy because like ada in the game is a really cool character she's like this mysterious like vixen type and like very like capital m mysterious and in this she just seems like such a boob like i'm ada ada wong <laughs> like, ah! uh, Absolutely but also terrible. and i and like correct me if i'm wrong came in mm-hmm. but in the world of the game his sunglasses don't mysteriously give him sight, right? He just wears no. them because it's like a. Nope. He wears the sunglasses from the very start of Resident Evil 1 until he his official demise at the end of Resident Evil 5. I the the laugh that I let loose when <laughs> he puts the sunglasses on and all of a sudden he can see. I couldn't contain I, myself. I couldn't contain it. I it was like the movie ends and I'm like, you know what? This wasn't bad. I had a lot of issues with it, but like I had a fine time, but I, yeah. and I wonder like if, if we'll see them again and then you know, they do I the kinda hope... scene and I'm like, fuck, get, uh, get yeah. this out of here. But go see, ahead. I kind of hope like, you know, honestly, I had a fine time. I I've found a lot of enjoyment in some parts of the film, mainly the first 50%. Uh, the first 50% of the movie, I was really into it. It really had a good time. And I thought I was letting a lot of stuff slide. It was like CGI's kind of shit. The acting's a little wooden. Uh, but ultimately, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a, a fine time, right? And then the 50, the other 50% of the film, the last 50, I was like, okay, yeah, this movie's off fucking rails. And yeah. I'm starting to lose what the plot is anymore. And I, I've played the games. Yeah. And so I'm like, Jesus. But like, 
you know, obviously that, that post credit scene was terrible. If they make another movie, they 100% have to recast Ada because that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah. And I don't know how that got past anyone. Yeah. Um, but ultimately I'm kind of like, Hey, look, if, if you guys want to make another movie, like I'll, I'd watch it. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. I like, mean, then that's, you know, trash. Cinema. I would love, right. I would love for it to be, because like what the other, there are two other things that I want to mention for this movie. One good, one bad. Okay. I'll start with the bad because that's actually part of the point I'm making. And then I also want to mention the good. Uh, Mr. X being not here. It, like it couldn't have, he yeah. couldn't have been here. Like there with no. the hour and 47 minutes, it wouldn't have made sense. But like talk about a really cool horror trope of a, like yeah. of a movie or like a, a horror aspect of a movie is like if they were to do the next movie, if it was like Resident Evil 2, I could see them just skipping right to Resident Evil 4, perhaps. It like if because right now, like in in theory, Resident Evil 1 and 2 are done, quote unquote, even yeah. though they kind of just skipped like 80% of what actually happens in Resident Evil 2. Um, but for a horror movie, like it, it would be a really cool thing to see like how they would do Mr. X because there's always that like can you get away from him? Like, yeah, there's just, he's like such a scary antagonist of the second game mm -hmm. that it, I could, I would love to see that on film. Um, I but agree. who knows? But there, one other quick little thing I wanted to mention, a really cool scene. It was in the second half of the movie. It's when Chris is uh, fighting. He's like in the mansion and mm -hmm. it's like a four minute sequence where like the only light is either from his gun yeah. or from his lighter that was like that not, was actually really well done. Not an effect we've like it's not like it's a new effect. Like we've seen that before in other movies, yeah. but I thought the way they did it was really cool. Like I that and was one of my favorite. Yeah. Johannes Roberts, like when he did the film The Strangers Pray at Night, honestly, no one expected we were gonna get a sequel to The Strangers. That's one of my personal favorite films. It's a really good movie. It's like a yeah. really scary and effective horror film. And there's times where in this movie it's effective and it works and he does a good job and you're like yeah this is awesome and then majority of the time you're like how the fuck did this get passed yeah and you know who's who's at fault for that and that's the other big question but ultimately i would say i had a fun time with it and if they make another movie i i would 100 percent watch it yeah, I still probably won't see it in theaters. I will probably just still no, wait for VOD. Sure. But but yeah, I, I didn't regret watching the movie for sure. Well, unless Patrick, you have any other things you would like to say, I think that kind of sums up our both spoilery and not so spoiler portions of this uh, review. That's it. That's All right. Mean. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It's our first ever crossover. And if you've enjoyed the show, Please rate, review, and share the hell out of it with your friends and loved ones and worst of enemies. Honestly, word of mouth is key here, and we aren't beggars. Also, fuck Keith. And hey, if you're interested in video games, check out our main podcast, the Spotlight Games Podcast, and all of your favorite streaming services. We also have a YouTube channel, so don't be a heathen and watch us banter about video games there as well, mate. In the meantime, you can follow me at Kid, or you can follow Cayman at Kid Cayman. You can follow me at Patrick Schwag. You can follow Spotlight Games at Spot Games Pod. All of that on Twitter, or at Spotlight Games Podcast on Instagram. Or hey, if you want to be part of the show, whether it be a guest host or have a movie recommendation, you can reach us at SaveTrashCinemaGmail.com or Save Trash Cinema on all socials. And with all that being said, 
remember, fight big box office, save trash cinema. That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> You're right. Barry, thanks for saving my life.